episode two, shooting the hits, spirit gun. Hello. We're on I'm, the air. I'm, all right. <laughs> I'm Pete Overstreet. I'm Tony Burgess. I'm Warren. They know that. We don't have to. Yeah, they know who we are. <laughs> they might. Maybe. They better know who we they are. Might yeah. know. They might not be paying attention. So. Yeah. Wake up! <laughs> yeah. I'm the angry guy behind the drums. I'm the mediocre kind of, you know, middle playing field guy that kind of calls these two people down. I, I wasn't even going to say that. I was going to be like... guy with the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I wasn't going to say anything mediocre about Jenny Burgess. Oh. <laughs> I'm just the middle. jokes. <laughs> but here I am again in the middle. Between <laughs> you two again, like the last Let the session begin. <laughs> yeah, we found this podcast of this. <laughs> yeah. We found this nucleus. podcast of this independent band, and they just have a therapy session with their singer guitarist. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Billy Corgan a little bit. Oh, yeah. gosh. Um, <laughs> I don't know the Billy Corgan things, but I don't care. Well, I read this I know article. Now everyone loves to pile drive on him because he's supposedly crazy, but I don't really care. Well, I read this article the other day <laughs> where. Did you miss the part where I said I don't really care? <laughs> so I was just I was just pointing out that like I don't get your Billy Corgan joke. It's probably or sorry, I don't get your Billy Corgan reference. It's probably funny and relevant. I don't get it and I don't want to be schooled on it. So it wasn't that. It was, okay. It, it was it was where he was uh, with Bowie on stage, and they were doing all the young dudes. And Bowie told him to stand three Two feet behind dudes. him, and he got kind of upset about it. Um, so that had to have been—that's not recent, then. Bowie's no, no, been no. Dead this for is years. like this is I like hate to break t- it to you. Yeah, newsflash: <laughs> he's been dead for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> he's a mummy. No, like 2015. Oh, yeah. No, I know, like recent Billy Corgan. Like I think he's had like, I think he's had like meltdowns on stage, and like you know he said crazy things in the news. But again, I'm freaking talking about it i don't care yeah, yeah. anyways uh, so. anyways change segue yes right. um so okay. so <laughs> we released our ep yes the antonym it's oh, been God. so what is it today january it's 5th january 5th, january yeah. 5th so it came out december 23rd so yeah. it's like fresh hot off 12 days yeah, yeah dude like days. two days before christmas man i mean we blessed the ears via santa claus us um yeah it was such a great moment like being a part of that and just like the build up and adver- you know just talking about it and advertising and 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 uh recently we just had so many reviews man it's just been beautiful there's yeah they're still coming in yeah oh i love it's it it's pretty crazy <laughs> yeah and like we're getting stuff you know from brazil from um we got a lot from brazil yeah i hope max cavalera and uh fernando rosa are hearing or listen or actually looking at our reviews so i'm like hey guys Come check us out. Maybe I could be your place. Maybe they can. Maybe Fernando Rosa can do a um, bass cover of a Spirit Gun song. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. <laughs> Only if he's in like you know tight leather pants and dancing around. Yeah, that's his thing. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's you know it's pretty cool, and you know the it's just starting. That's the cool thing. Like you know, we released the lyric video. <clears throat> We're gonna release a non-lyric video. Yep. Um, and then. We're gonna release a video for every single song. Yes, there's only four of them, but you know, yeah, promo. sounds more impressive. Every single song. Yeah, I love it. 
I mean, we don't have MTV playing music videos all the time, but you I know mean, what? I mean, MTV doesn't play music videos <laughs> yeah. anymore. So they haven't done that since, like, not what? Not just us, yeah. That's yeah. why we need to make a drama about a, a teen pregnant girl, oh, gosh. and then we would get <laughs> yeah. on MTV that yeah. way. MTV hasn't showed any videos since probably, like, what, 1996? I can't remember. Yeah, but here yeah. my picture. We make a TV show about a girl that's got a teen, and then we just show up and play halfway through the show. They Some, don't even... I, I don't even think they know how to mic live music anymore. I don't even know what they're doing on those on those music channels. <laughs> it, 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 it might be about it might be about like I don't know like space travel or something for all I freaking yeah. Know. I don't even think there is music channels anymore because like there used to be VH1. Mm-hmm. I think that's gone yeah. or it's now just reality shows. BET if it's still around. BET. I don't think they show videos anymore. Nope. They're just shows. It's no just more like, video yeah. vibrations. Yeah. Um, there was. Uh, we never got it here, but I think in Canada they had one called Much Music, hmm. and that's gone. We had one here called I think Fuse TV, or right. something for oh, a little yeah. bit. That was that was out of New York. Remember. I think that's gone. Do you remember the box? It came on like regular, like late night, right? Yeah, it was oh. like um, mm-hmm. in the nineties. I think it was called the box, and you could get it. Like remember <laughs> all those channels that we would get UHF like forty three and sixty eight. Mm-hmm. Before forty three, it was like a real channel. It would it would. Sometimes it would come in good, and then sometimes it would not come in. It would be like watching Spice Network, okay. you know, like uh, <laughs> squiggly lines, squiggly yeah. lines, squiggly lines, and imagine making all these references that no one knows about anymore. Yeah. We're aging ourselves big yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of any place that still plays music. I mean, other than YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. That's and, and was it uh, Vivo or whatever? Which I guess is still part of like you know internet yeah i think i think youtube owns them yeah that's what i figured yeah but But. like yeah it's like that's what i think is missing that like at least with mtv it was kind of curated like this is 120 minutes so it's gonna be like rock alternative Uh, this is yo mtv raps yep the name's in the title you know what i mean this This is is so bangers bangers ball so (laughs) you knew what you were getting now it's just like uh hi welcome to youtube we have four trillion videos just try to find something okay bye yep (laughs) you know it's not curated that's what you know that's why you go to the local record store and once they get to know you it's like oh you like that weird pop stuff yeah okay we got some new stuff in you might like i don't like it because it sucks but you might like it you know you you need a curator you need someone to steer you in the right direction yeah a a quick guide um you know, that was like, hey, since you're a fan of this, you know, I got this record that will, that's in the likes of this said artist or whatnot. So, yeah. And even then with the record stores, you know, I don't, what was it, 2008 during the housing crisis, you know, record stores were starting to go belly up around that time too. Cause, you know, of course, the, everything was, I know, mean, yeah. Everything was. <laughs> do I to, buy dinner or a new record? Yeah. It's a tough choice. Do I go homeless or do I buy a record? You know, um, but yeah, that's the world what we live. Or do I in. buy my record and eat it? Yeah, <laughs> or can buy I live my it? record and eat it can, too. Can I live <laughs> in my record sleeve? Um. <laughs> <laughs> you have enough of them. You yeah, can make you a can. little, <laughs> little paper house, a tent. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you guys do for the holidays? I mean, which ones? But <laughs> um, not much. I mean, you know, we we did presents and hung out and you know tony came over after christmas oh yeah that was fun kwanzaa we had, we had a boxing day yeah boxing day, boxing kwanzaa. day or kwanzaa <laughs> is kwanzaa traditionally after christmas 
It's yes, usually the it's, 26th. It's, it's, it's 26th. Oh, okay. Yep, it's always the 26th. It's the same day. It starts the same day as Boxing Day, which is a Canadian uh, and English. holiday. And yeah, English, Canadian yeah. and British, yeah. yeah. Yep. And um, Oh, I thought Kwanzaa was kind of like Hanukkah, where it like kind of it jumped it around. It, 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 it's well, like no, January. It, it doesn't jump around. It just, okay. it just stays at the 26th up until like December the 30th? Uh-uh. Uh, New Year's Day. Oh, that's cool. It's seven oh, days. Nice. Oh, nice. Seven days. So it's like, and you light a candle for each day. So it's kind of like Hanukkah. Yeah. You know, but Hanukkah has like eight days. We yeah. have, it's just like seven. Yeah, but Hanukkah, it, it moves. So like this year, yep. it was like at the end of the, of, of December. Yep. Next year, it'll be in the beginning. Then yep. it's because it, the, the Jewish calendar is different than the, um, uh, whatever calendar you know the, <laughs> the Gregorian calendar. Yeah, the, yeah. the Jews never did the the AD or BC. They just kept going. So <laughs> it's in like yeah. year like what yeah. forty nine. No, like you know fifty eight seventy nine or in something. The wow, year yeah. 55, 55. That sounds like time travel <laughs> to me, bro. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, my dad always makes sure I have a um I have a a new Jewish calendar just to make sure you know I know nice. when, when all the holidays. Are because that's the annoying thing like you know a lot of the a lot of the jewish holidays it's not like you know all right it's you know uh passovers april 15th every year no it changes based on so it's it you know passover is always in april but you know April-ish, yeah it's not the same march <laughs> uh it's not the same thing yeah yeah so well that was my holiday what'd you do pete all right so i didn't do much on christmas uh my mom was getting over covid so I wasn't pressing them too much, oh, no. but we're going to get up. She got me, I got some cash from her, and I got like this new book I've been reading called The Lighter, and it's by a guy named I get Ahmed. What's that his name? I have to get back to you on that one. What's What's it really about? Good bo- it's a really good book so far, though. It's just about self-improvement and stuff. Right. But my real gem of an experience was on Christmas Eve because my friend – Susan Vertolo, she does the Italian Catholic Seven Fishes on Christmas Eve thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you serve Seven Fishes. So mm-hmm. I went over there. Yeah, the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Yeah, so Dan, her son Dan, who filmed us, uh, he was there. Dan Mac. Her other son, yeah, Dan Mack, shout out, brother. Um, Kenny Andrews was there. Shout out to you, Kenny. And then uh, the guy that's the drummer for the for the Muddy Gems, you guys know who they are? Oh yeah, yeah. John Rockford and yeah. Laurel's band, yeah, and they're about to move, I think, to Florida. Wow. I think. Yeah. Oh wow. So anyway, um, there's this other couple there. It was like an older gentleman, and I was like, I don't know if I've met you before. And Susan says, You met him two years ago. Well, I didn't remember. And I was like, How you doing? He goes, My name's Jerry Harrell. And then Kenny says, You know who that is, don't you? And I was like, No. He says, This is Doctor Madblood. Oh no way! Yeah, nice. I've been waiting all week to tell oh, you. Oh, was he? <laughs> was he just not wearing the wig? Right. So you recognize him? No, but he was telling all these great stories, and I was telling him about how you know when I was twelve, that Saturday night was like War of the Worlds, Star Trek: The Next Generation, Friday the Thirteenth, the series, and then Doctor Mad Blood. Yeah, yeah. And then if my parents didn't wake up, it was Elvira afterward. But yeah, that, <laughs> that's awesome. But, yeah, it's very cool and nice. He's done a lot of stuff, man. Oh yeah. Dr. Madblood's wow. a legend for a reason. No, I'm yeah. talking about in his life, besides Dr. Madblood, he's like, he was a linguist for China in the Air Force. Hmm. And he, he's a college professor now. Oh, nice. That's what he does now. So, cool. got a lot of degrees. He's <laughs> Dr. Madblood. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. How I about think, you, Tony? 
Yeah, we um, um, so we had my parents come over on the twenty, which the same day as uh, the the uh, EP release. Um, That's cool. My parents and my brother, who flew in from Los Angeles, um, they came over. We came, they came over to the house, and uh, you know we had some hors d'oeuvres, and and then we went out to uh, the Coach House restaurant over in um, over off of Collie Avenue, and had some dinner there. But my brother-in-law came over to came out there, and, and then we went home. Then we went back, and. You know, my mom wanted to party a little more, so she grabbed another Miller Lite that I bought them. Ooh, and uh, yeah, and it's still in my fridge. <laughs> oh, because you don't drink that stuff. No, I drink. Yeah. I'm an IPA guy. You don't drink the champagne of beers, Tony. That's not champagne. That's like <laughs> that's like polluted water. Um, but then, like, I think Christmas. I think Christmas Eve. Great, we just lost our sponsor. <laughs> Thanks. Were they even going to pick us up yeah. anyway? I was sorry, we're not sponsored by Miller tonight. Thank yeah. you. It's not Miller time. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but then I think Christmas Eve, me and my wife, we just um, chilled out. We made like a like a like a turkey dinner kind of thing. I just threw threw a turkey breast in the um, it, like uh, in the I guess the instant pot or whatever, and made some oh, that's probably some fixings really and stuff. And and then um, Christmas Day went to my in laws. And then uh, the following day, Boxing Day, Kwanzaa, um, went to Oren's house just to hang out and finally meet his wife and family and stuff. So I had a good time and then had to go back to work. And then New Year's <laughs> came around and went. And uh, yeah, pretty much that's my holiday. And my New Year's was with Raul Perez, saxophone, multi, multi-instrumentalist extraordinary. He's a good. He's a good dude. Man. We actually went to um, uh, Alation's Brewing um, for New Year's to check out uh, Mosquito Cabaret, and that was a fun time. That was a good time, you know. Yeah, I bet New Year's there with them was was a party. Yeah, everybody dancing. Oh yeah, there was a lot of dancing. Even me, me and the wife were dancing a bit, you know, and having a few drinks. Did you try the Alation pizza? Actually, not. I actually had Alation's pizza when I saw the. Not the Lonely Teardrops, but um, the Heart Stompers. Um, I saw them back in April, and I had some pizza there because I didn't have any dinner. So it was not bad. It was yeah. kinda, it kind of like reminds me of like a Chicago type pizza because it was like a very a deep thick, dish, kind of deep dish, kind of yeah, if I recall. Oh. Um, but that was really good. It was it was good. We we just we had dinner across the street at the Coach House again. <laughs> where well, is the, the Coach House? Which side of Cali is that on? It's so you know where Relations Brewing is. It's next to that Seven Eleven where the old right, right across, to be. It's across the street from it. It's where Chow used to be, or where Tanner's Creek used to be. Yeah, and it used to be Batterson's. At some it's point. been a million things. Yeah. I used that. to live right around the corner from there. Yeah, I that's think. the street that floods. I remember going Ooh. there and having to <laughs> having to go through the Lafayette River or whatever oh, the hell that is. Yeah, is it when we went Here. and saw uh, the Neil Diamond thing, the Mike and Bob ninety six X thing? <laughs> Oh God! No, oh, maybe it was. Uh, yeah, and then they we were went big and saw Neil Diamonds fans. Yeah. Poison. We went and saw Poison and Cinderella with Alex Harrison at the Virginia Beach Amphitheater. I was at that show. Were you? Yeah, it was like '05. <laughs> Probably that's. Yeah, that, right? my buddy '06. I think '05 or '06. I can't yeah. remember. Me and my, uh, my buddy of mine had tickets for me, and he put it underneath his car because I had to work a certain. Because uh, I was working, you know, some crazy, not crazy hours, but like. At a long day, I wasn't going to be able to meet him. He was like, "Hey, I got some free tickets or, or something like that." So, yeah, I saw them. That was a, that was a pretty killer show. Yeah, we got free tickets too. Yeah, and we got we had seats. We were like on the right oh, side. I think, yeah, I, we I, I, think I was on the lawn. Yeah, it probably was not the 
the most filled of amphitheaters that night. But hey, no, you know. no, I, I thought it was. Yeah, it wasn't sold out, but it wasn't, it wasn't sold out. Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't like you know terribly like yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, young and old. Yeah, I think Poison finally just called it quits. Maybe. Oh dang! Really? Maybe. I heard they'll, they'll never tour again or something. I don't know. Ain't nothing but well, I don't know. Nothing but a good time. Yeah, every rose is a storm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> touring has to stop someday. You know, surprisingly yeah. enough, you had all those crazy named bands like Cinderella and Dokken. Was there ever a band called Rapunzel? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Somebody has to. I mean, there's so many maybe bands. from like Norway. Yeah, or, you know. Rapunzel. We're black metal. We are Rapunzel. We come but for to rock you. We We're burn churches and climb up your hair to reach you in the tower. We are from the fjords. <laughs> the fjords of death. <laughs> no. Um, uh, <laughs> I am really um, thankful for the coverage that we've been getting, man. Yeah, it's, it's been really great. cool. Yeah, it's been great. It's been lovely. Um, yeah, because, I mean, it's just, just especially the support that we've been getting um, from a lot of people. And then, like I said, with these reviews, it's just been phenomenal. I really liked the one post that the one guy made. I, I forgot the name of them, but they had said that we sounded like a cross between a mashup of Block Party and Gang of Four. Oh, yeah, that was neat. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh, maybe that was American Pancake? I think it was. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, I think it Shout was. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's cool to hear, you know, what everybody else hears. Because, I mean, I know mm-hmm. what we sound like to me yep. and what I hear in my head, and that's what I always like to hear what everybody else says because i'm like oh wow i would have never thought of that Mm -hmm. that's pretty good yeah different ears you know different opinions you know it goes a long way um and we love it you know we it's it's encouraged because you know it it, it, especially what what's what's fascinating with me with these reviews especially the one from brazil is that it's it was in a different language and just seeing that a publication from a different, a completely different country, different continent, um, different culture, different culture. Yeah, even different mindset. Yeah, that you know, I've I've read both the English and the Portuguese um, versions, and I don't speak Portuguese. And you know, I've, I've, I took five years of German, but like, just I was just I was just so um, it was just alluring just to see. Um, someone writing writing about us in a different language it was just like i know surreal. it gave me cold chills the first you know, one i saw man. I, but then I, th- I also saw that there was options to like see other languages and i you know of course i looked at the german like deutsch you know german and uh looked at uh, spanish and, and and latin all the other uh language different languages and it was just like still it was just like it was just wow mesmerizing you know just seeing that yeah it's and you know hopefully the <clears throat> the first of many. Let's try to get a review from every country. Yeah, totally. Maybe not on this album, but just yeah, you know, anything you know. Moving forward, <laughs> um, should we uh, planning it out too? Right, moving forward, planning <laughs> it out. But <Ba-dum-tsh. laughs> yeah. that's a lyric from one of the songs. It's yeah. Spoiler alert: No yeah. reverse. <laughs> um, should we like break some news? Here that we haven't announced yet about our EP release show. I think we should. Let's yeah. rip the band-aid off. Um, Tell it. Okay, so yeah, we haven't posted this yet. Um, I don't know if we will by the time this comes out, but mm-hmm. February 25th is the EP release show at Scandals Live in Virginia Beach. They've got an awesome stage. 
awesome sound. Um, that was the first place we played live with you. Yeah, that well, was our it first is. Show. It, it was about a year, a year ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. This will be our first show since October. No, no September. September. Yeah, early, September. It was like early September. Early September. September. Yeah. That was September at the Ray House. Yeah, September eighth with the, the Almas. The Almas and uh, Coyote from Beach. Yeah, from Wisconsin. From Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And Coyote and, uh, Beach. Coyote right? Beach. My homie. My homie Jeff plays yeah. drums for them, and uh, they're from Hampton. Uh, really good dudes. Uh, and shout out to Michael Lusby too. Yeah, we we kind of he he is from originally from uh, SoCal too. Um, he I think he grew up in like Oceanside, which I had a, my my dad's. Uh, my, one of my dad's old Navy buddies lives out in Ocean Oceanside, and uh, is it Ocean, did I say Oceanside? Or, uh, did I say Oceanside? Yeah, Oceanside. Yeah, Oceanside. Yeah. Sorry, um, but it's a beautiful city. Um, Isn't Oceanside. that where like Yellow Card's from? Remember Yellow? Card? Oh yeah, Yellow Card. Yeah, the, Yellow the Card. Emo band with the violin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're from Oceanside. Yeah, Oceanside, and uh, Junior Seau from the Chargers was from uh, Oceanside. May he rest in peace. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> I always get those two bands, Yellow Card and Need to Breathe, mixed up. Uh, I don't <laughs> even know from who the Need same to Breathe time is. Period. They're kind of like the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The um, yeah. So February twenty fifth, um, our first show since September, EP release show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be with um, our buddy Herschel Hoover from DC. Um, crazy, insane guitar stuff. You should come and check that out and then um our buddies turncoat syndicate i think this is going to be their first show in a while and they freaking rip so the last time that we played with them was january 2020 before the pandemic oh was that the last show at tap house before the pandemic you're correct sir. wow yeah yeah we have like pictures where like tap house had 2020 in like inflate in balloons you know those like gold mylar balloons so mm. there's a bunch of pictures that say like 2020 and like everybody's happy and little did we know Ooh. like you know the and james robinson filmed that crashing. for us remember oh yeah mm. james r.i.p if you guys yeah, god heard, rest uh, his soul man um, um yeah if you guys heard our podcast from 2020 uh mm. me pete and steven that was on james's uh, network and he took a bunch oh, of yeah. pictures he was a really cool dude cool storyteller we lost him this year right or, or last yeah. year or, or, or 2022 i guess yeah. yeah yeah it's hard to get used to isn't it gents yeah it's, this is crazy like it feels like it's been 30 years since 2020 happened <laughs> it feels like it's just like 2020 part two 2020 part three Lord, now we're in like 2020 part four or kind of like, like 2020 and then lowercase a period and 2020, then 2020 yeah. lowercase b period you know 2020 i'm coming for your ass <laughs> 2022 the revenge of 2020. <laughs> this time it's personal <laughs> what's that jaws the revenge yeah <laughs> this time it's personal or everything like every crappy movie when they made a second one it was your like, bandmate you know, this time it's yeah personal. it was always like the revenge <laughs> it's always like it like the second one sort of grounded in reality it's like you know the revenge and then the third one gets a little supernatural and it's called like the bloodening and then like the fourth one there in space let me uh object to that one because usually especially in the 80s it was like jaws 3d 
Friday the 13th Part 3 3D. Yeah. It was always like that was a thing. You know, originally the Jaws 3D, they wanted to uh, get with the airplane people and make it a parody. And it That's was Sharknado a- before Sharknado. Well, it, was, it was supposed to be called Jaws 3 People Zero. And yeah, they were going to make it like a comedy and shit. But like Universal was like, no, it will ruin the franchise. So, so they made a shitty 3D movie that ruined the franchise i think my parents had told me that in 1975 when people went to go see the jaws movie that beaches were empty yeah well jaws was in tampa jaws i think was the first blockbuster right like people waited in line because um star wars was 77 but jaws was 75 like i think jaws was the like first Mm -hmm. phenomenon yeah. It messed me up. Like in elementary school, I saw Jaws and like I was scared to go in my friend's pool for a while. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Isn't that everybody up. when you're a kid when you see that movie? Yeah. yeah, I thought I was gonna get attacked by a shark, man. You know what I mean? Like, oh snaps. Like, uh, should we even be out here? Should we even be in water? <laughs> like, well, I remember uh around that time, like I was afraid to swim in the water, and my dad's like, Why? And I'm like, because you know, Jaws. He's like, There ain't no Jaws. Go swim in the water. I'm not taking you to see Superman three. Man, I thought I was gonna get. Eat. I thought I, was, I thought Jaws was gonna come out of my shower. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like when you think about it, Jaws is like the expanded version of Psycho in the sense that of yeah. how people were afraid to take showers, especially yeah. with the music. You know, with with because like with Psycho, it had the. Kind of sort of Jaws had the kind of same thing. It was a. And you know what made Jaws so scary is you don't see the shark till the end because Spielberg wanted you to see the shark through the whole thing, but it broke. Like, it was all hydraulics and stuff, and, like, you know, the water ate the hydraulics line so the shark wouldn't work. So, like, he had no choice but to save it for the end, and, like, that made it, you know, ten times better. Isn't that beautiful about limitations on art, though? Yeah. You know, what did they say? Necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah. So we mentioned Herschel Hoover. Warren and I had went up to uh, D.C. I think it was like mid-December to go see uh, They Might Be Giants at the 930 Club. Um, which I think that Oren bought those tickets in 1987. No, he like yeah, bought them. I, I bought those tickets in 2019, and it was postponed like eight times. Jeez. And and you know it's funny. My uh, my aunt let us stay at her apartment because she wasn't there. And I remember her like when I was telling her, I was like, "Hey, you mind if like you know me and Pete come up for like the um, you know uh, come up on like the 15th and stay?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's fine. I won't be there. You can have my apartment." And I was like, yeah, I'm going to see They Might Be Giants. She's like, didn't you see that show like a year or two ago? I was like, nope, it kept getting postponed. And she was like, couldn't you get a refund? I was like, well, I could, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm going to, you know, see the freaking show. Yep. So there you go. You put your, you know, you put your money to it and you've been waiting this, this long because, you know, God forbid what would have happened. You're gonna go, you know. You 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 really want to check this out, you know? Because I mean, and that's and that's tenacity right there, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, let me tell you about t- tenacity. So <laughs> I bet you there was a lot we, of tenacity coming out of it. <laughs> we we lift out to the uh, take a lift out to the uh, nine thirty club, and Oren thought that the doors were at seven, and then the show started at eight. 
and we get there, the doors open at eight, and we stood in line in the cold drizzle. Ooh, that for sucks. Like an hour. That sucks. Yeah, and it was worth it. it. I got up front. Hey, I was hey, like right up front. We were right up front. Yeah. There yeah, was like some you, little girl got- coming up to me going like, hey, can you can you move to the right? And eventually I just stepped aside and it's like, get up there, little girl. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you're 14 and you love They Might Be Giants, that's great. You know, you, you deserve the spot. Yeah, but I was grinning like a little school girl. It was it was a cool show because it was the it was supposed <laughs> to be the 30th anniversary of Flood, so um you know Flood was a big album for me. Uh, I like wore that tape out, and I saw them at um the Boathouse years later. But you know it was they didn't really play any Flood stuff, so I never got to see them like on the Flood tour. So this was the 30th anniversary of Flood, and I got the the tour shirt, and it's funny. That like you know, 2020 was the 30th anniversary of Flood. Yeah. So they kept like on the tour shirt, they like crossed out 2020, yeah. and then they put 2021, and they crossed that mm-hmm. out, and then it had 2022. So yeah. it was pretty. It was pretty funny. I wish I would have seen you look like smiling like a schoolgirl. Oh, just, I was just, I was singing along. <laughs> yeah. I was you know and it you, was it looked like you were up front from like the videos that you were posting. Oh so yeah, I like, like, this I, guy would, was like, I could reach out and touch a John. Yeah. You know, they're, it's, <laughs> yeah. they might be giants touch, or two touch Johns. Touching Johns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I could I could reach out and touch a John. That is quite the beautiful venue. I want to play there. I've soon. never. I have yet to bit. Be, be, I've yet gone to the 9:30 club yeah the 9 30 is really I'd love cool to check it out and um it. i was showing pete like the whole stage is on like wheels as big oh, as nice. your head Are you so oh, yeah wow. so like if if it doesn't realize. sell out they just pull the stage <laughs> and the lights out so the room doesn't look empty <laughs> yeah they can adjust the room however they need it it's pretty oh, cool wow. smart marketing amazing and they have the super cool um hall of records So they have, like, a shelf that covers, like, three or four walls, and it starts from, like, 1982 or whenever, and they have a record from every band that had headlined a show there. So, like, and they're in chronological order. And you can see, and, you know, then eventually in the, you know, 90s, they start becoming CDs. But, you know, they have, like, every band that is headlined a show there, they have the year they first headlined and the record they had that year. It's pretty impressive. Oh, I got to check this out. Yeah. Yeah, We got to get us, we got to play a show there. Just so I can. I went upstairs to the coffee shop upstairs that they had. They They had, like, a top level. And the coffee shop like reminded me of something from like the movie Brazil or something. But then they had a basement area where they sold like Italian sodas or something. So they had their bar, but they had like really good food. I had like a brisket quesadilla. It was pretty cool. Huh. And they closed out with Istanbul. <laughs> and uh the sax player, oh man, he was on fire, dude. Yeah, their horn section was awesome. They had a sax yeah. player, a trumpet player, and then like uh a flugelhorn player or something. They they kept saying they had like piccolo some horn. piccolo Pic- trumpet piccolo yeah piccolo trumpet, and like it was funny. So after the show, you know, uh, Pete and I just hung out, and then um, our lift, our, our you know, we got a lift, and it came. And so this must have been like an hour after the show, maybe. So we we told the lift to pick us up at the nine thirty club, and then like as I walk over there, the whole band comes out. 
Oh, That's so right. Minus the Johns. The two Johns weren't there, but the horn section was there. So the I was talking to the piccolo trumpet player guy because he had done this, like, endless note thing. He was, like, breathing through his nose so he could still – he must have blown this note for, like, 10 minutes, 15 Dang. minutes. It was crazy. So I was wow. like – I was like, horn player, dude, the endless note was amazing. And he was like, he was like, wow, thank you. Like, they were surprised people knew who they were. You know, I was like, I just saw you on stage for two hours, bro. I know yeah, who you are. I mean, that's engagement yeah. right there. <laughs> but, yeah, they were all really cool dudes. Um, you know, I would have liked to have meet, met the Johns, but they yeah. probably already took off. Yeah, they're probably in their tour bus and just like, okay, we're ready to go to the next city. You guys just stick around and – do the crowd control for us, so to speak, yeah. I guess. You know. So but interestingly that. enough that we're babies. talking about this today, before we took off back to where we were staying, we went over to uh, this pizza joint. I think it was called Andy's Pizza. And they had this spicy honey that they give you to have with your slice of pizza. Yeah, he slathered it all over his pizza. I was like, okay, dude. It was ahead. really good. And the thing is. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> when yeah, I was working I've, today. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> when I was working today, I noticed that we have hot honey over there where all the fancy cheeses are and all that. And the girl I work with is like, yeah, um, that's a big deal in D.C. Wow. I didn't know that. That's a D.C. thing. Oh. Who knew? Yeah. Uh-huh. D.C. loves the hot honey. Hot Honey. Hey, honey. That should be the name of a go-go band. Uh, Hot Honey. Hot Honey. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's something. Well, anyway, so I don't know how we got there, but uh, EP release show. So EP release show, yes. Scandals, February 25th. Focus. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. Come on out. Yes. And we might do funny things like, I don't know, the first 10 people get a free EP or something, or we might do other stuff, but it'll be fun. Come out. Listen, we'll play the EP. We'll play all the songs in the EP, probably not in order. And, yeah, I think it will be fun. And for those of you that uh, that are uh, that, that follow us on Facebook, especially Facebook, um, I haven't been making videos lately because we've been, you know, working on this EP. Be prepared. To oh, wait, to, to, we to, haven't told them that yet. You just broke new news. Oh, crap. Well, no, that's fine. So, as Tony just spilled the beans, so the Antonym EP just came out. We're working on the next one. No, so. I wasn't talking about the... I was talking about the this one we were just just released. Oh, never please mind. Edit it. Please. I just spilled some beans, yeah, so never don't. mind. Ooh, please. I, was I, like, said, I thought I did something wrong. Know, I was like, wait a minute. What I just said. And please edit this. Maybe I, I should have just said the Antonym EP. Yeah, there you go. My bad. Um, so, we're just going to rewind that. You didn't see nothing flash. Yeah. Um, but no, um, I haven't been making any crazy videos that you got, if you guys have been following us, um, because we haven't had any shows in a while. And I've thought about making some crazy videos with the with the uh, the EP, but I just never came to fruition. But be prepared, uh, I will make some more videos for you guys. So who knows? I might wear a clown costume. I might be somewhere in freaking downtown Timbuktu, making a video telling you guys to come out to our show. So y you might be in a Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer onesie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy. I think, oh, I don't think we posted that picture. But anyways, <laughs> you might see that picture in the future. So. I was in a teddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I can use that <laughs> to get what I want. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, come check us out. Like I said, like like, like Orange just said, 
at uh, scandals. And oh, we haven't, and we forgot to mention two great sound engineers that will make us sound like freaking rock gods, Taco and Dan. Yeah, they're they, awesome. They are great. Uh, they they always make us sound great. They're always really great to work with. Scandals um, has one of the best stages oh and gosh. sound systems and light systems and. You know, it's it's really fun to play there. Oh yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, never thought of that play. Like I remember ten years ago when it was just like you know, just regular dive bar kind of thing. And um, cause I remember I went there one time for a company function, and it just looked like ooh, I don't know about this. Yeah, it it was just a regular <laughs> dive bar, but then you know they they invested some money, and yeah. it became a pretty pretty rocking place. Yeah. Yeah, they get a lot of they and they get a lot of uh they had I think they had Norma Jean play there and they, they I think they're coming back too to to uh, scandals if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, they yeah. got a lot of um, uh, they get a lot of touring bands coming. Yeah, through. that's where we played with uh, Downtown Brown. Yep. Uh, back in June. Um, Downtown Brown. Yeah. Now he's now now it's just now he's uh Neil Patterson's just doing uh he's got a new project called Sump with his I think it was his brother. And uh, it was his brother on drums, and then like I got another guy on bass or something like that. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So, shout out to Neil Patterson. <laughs> I hope Very he's hearing. Cool. Yeah. Um. So, do you guys want to talk about like recording the EP? Like what your impressions were, how it was? Because this is we talked about it a little bit, but like this is the first one we recorded here in mm-hmm. in the room we're speaking to you from it's the i3 the i3 studio yeah so um yeah this was the first it took years to get you know the the room sounding right and the right gear and microphones and figuring out how to do it and but now it's set up and we're recording up a storm so um yeah what did you guys think about it how did it you know how how was it compared to other recording sessions you've done? How do you think it came out? You know, musically, sonically. What what do you guys think about? It was it? definitely a different approach because I mean I've, you know, I remember like going to like travel to like Winter Sound Studios up in Gloucester. You know, you know um, where Bob Gursky, may he rest in peace, um, great sound engineer. Um, in comparison to here, it was it, you know it is night and day because I mean it's you know you got to move your stuff in you you, he, you know he has certain things set up it's kind of it's kind of like what we do but it's just like we're able to like kind of be in the helm of it you know where this is like basically it's basically a home recording you know what I mean and, and this is the now this you know everybody can make it anybody can make a home recording and with this it was just like what makes it completely different is that we're a band and we could do that. You know, we have, you know, Orrin has some know-how of how things work and how things, where, where to plug things at, you know, um, where to set up, you know, we, cause I think my base cabinet is in, can I say it's in your room? Uh, Pete? Yeah, it's in Pete's, <laughs> it's in Pete's room. Oh my God, the secret's <laughs> out. Oh yeah. What would we do now? The, um, yeah, that's the, it was always my dream to have a spot where I could record live, yep. meaning we all play at the same time. Yep. So for that to happen, we've got to be able to have a loud drum set, mm-hmm. a loud guitar amp, and a loud mm-hmm. bass amp not bleed over each other. So that mm-hmm. way later we do pretty we don't do many overdubs, but if we need to do an overdub, we don't want the previous track to, you know, be on the 
the new track so it doesn't sound good so we finally have it set up to where i'm in the drum booth um and the drums don't bleed over the guitar yep. is in a closet and it's good and then uh Tony's in here with us, but his bass cab is in the next room, which is Pete's bedroom. Yep. So um, it, I think it works out very well. The cat leaves the room immediately. Yeah. And our approach to it, too, um, we j- it's very organic. You know, um, should I say how organic we are with, these re- with this recording? I mean, there's no... Can I say it? Pull yeah. the band-aid off? No click no, track, No man. click track. It's just pure organic and also um i want to note too and this is kind of my sort of idea we tune our guitar you know we turn our guitars to and i'm i'm ready i'm ready to rip the bandit off and i'm ready to like admit that it was me and if the if fcc has a problem with it come after me i'm a man i'm 41 um we we tune our guitars to 432 hertz which is not the normal standard which is 440 hertz um, 432 hertz is actually easy listening to the people's ears, so we're tra- so we're probably attracting more people, like flames to a moth or moth um, to a flame. Yeah, talk about that. But didn't you guys say that's like the vibration of the earth or something like it that? Is. It is. It's, 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 it's called different things. Yeah, it's like yeah. God. It's like it's like um, God's God frequency. Uh, it's a natural frequency. It's the earth frequency. Um, I learned about it about over a decade ago from. Um, my old guitar player, Jay, uh, Jeremiah Booth, who um, he was one of our guitar players from the Minus Men, and he was like, "Hey, do you should tune your guitar to, um, or calibrate it to 432 hertz." So I was like, "All right, I, I tried it out, and it helps with my vocals. It was very easy to listen to as well, and it was just like it, it was something about it. It was just like you felt more at ease. Whereas, nor- like modern day um, frequencies." Everything is too, everything that you listen to on the radio is to, is at calibrated at 440 hertz, and that's kind of like that's the norm. But that's it's kind of like not to be conspiracy crazy crazy guy or anything, but it's kind of like it does something where it's it's sort of like eh, cringe control, I guess. Whereas with this 432, it's just so much easy to listen to, and like I said, it's very it help it definitely helps with our vocal patterns because i asked the guys after i said hey let's try this tuning and it felt like it was more smoother if, if i'm not mistaken um so yeah layman's terms i'm breaking the rules <laughs> the main thing that jumps out at me so think about this think about how when you do play in 432 and then you listen to music that is 440 mm-hmm. Um, what I've taken away from it is that I feel like 432 brings you in. Yep. But 440, it presses against you. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of feel that sonically now, like once you've like, you know, taken the, you know, the matrix red pill or whatever of 432 Hertz, it definitely mm-hmm. seems like night and day. And, and I've <laughs> seen like videos on YouTube where... Um, people have put this on other music, you know, that was a previously 440 and stuff. And then there's some people that say that it doesn't really matter. But I can definitely... F- See, I don't think it's what you hear. It's what you feel. True, yeah. And that's the difference. I think it's definitely... Um, 
noticeable because you know i'm i'm the dude who hits things i don't strum things so like when they're talking all these like key changes <laughs> and for it and hurts and i'm like whatever you're talking about I don't it's like la la foo yeah <laughs> but i do notice that i it i noticed it when so you know we recorded everything here and then we sent it off to chris kendrick at whiskey bear to mix and master it and he's He's like an audio wizard. He's got a really good ear. He can just hear if something's like out of tune, if it's not the right key, if it's so. Um, I remember we were doing a mixing session with him, and then we were doing the antonym, and he was like, God, he's like, this song is like my kryptonite. I was like, oh, I was like, yeah. why? And he was I like, remember this. what note? Are, there was like one note that was bugging him. He couldn't figure out what it was. And then Tony was like, yeah, it's because we're in 432. And he was like, what? And then you're like, 432. And then he like, he, he immediately it clicked and he was like, oh, and he figured out the note. And I was like, wow, if it, if it stumped that dude, then like, it's a real thing. This is revolutionary, you know? <laughs> Who knows? Well, actually, not really revolutionary, though, um, because it I mean, we was, didn't invent it, but we didn't invent it. But I mean, we're it was it back, the gold sort of. standard from uh, a couple hundred years, and it comes yep. from Baroque yep, music. The Baroque, the Baroque period yeah. or whatever, yeah. Music, and so if anything, it's, it's what Spirit Gun's all about. You know, we're kind of new and old at the same time. Yeah. You know? So I've always liked that idea. <laughs> um. What I love about the way that we record, and realizing that now that we've gotten here, we've got our hands dirty with it, and we're going to get better and better at this the more we do it, is that this music is going to age well. It won't, you know, like we're not using plugins. We're doing things the old way, but, you know, we're using a digital program. We use Reaper, but we're not using all the bells and whistles. We're just being very intentional and functional with that. Yeah. Yeah, we're not, I mean, it's not like we're plugging directly into the board and then we're using this, mo uh, not motor, uh, uh, modeler, and like, you know, we're making it sound like a Fender Twin. Well, I mean, we've got a Fender 212 in the <laughs> cabinet and yeah. that's what it sounds like because that's what it is. Yeah. Right. We've got it mic'd, you know. The drums sound good because it took me a really long time to tune them and get the right mics. Yep. So mm -hmm. I'm not using a plug-in to get that drum sound. Those are the drums that are in the drum booth that I'm hitting, yep. you know. So it's, yeah, I think that stuff, you know, I think technology is great. It has endless things you can do. But I also think, like Pete was saying, it dates it. You know, I love that, like, uh, what's mm. that song? Who, it? you know, don't you want me, baby? Oh, uh, Human League. Human League, right? Yep. That boom, you, boom, you boom, can, boom. if you can play that for like someone who wasn't alive in the 80s and immediately they're like, oh, is that an 80s song? Or is that trying to sound 80s? It's mm -hmm. got a big synthesizer. It's got digital drums for days. It's got like, you know, everything about it screams 80s. So, it was well produced for its time and it still sounds great, but you can definitely tell what era it came out of. I want our stuff to be, you know, if if you heard the song The Antonym in 10 years, you you don't know if it just came out today or if it came out in the 70s or what you know i think we uh you know not to say we're the greatest band around but, <laughs> but i th i think you know what pete was saying our approach is that 
we're just i i hate the studio i hate it with a passion <laughs> i always liken it to um i don't know who said it it was some quote but it's like you know um uh being in the studio is like uh you know whacking it in your room and playing on stage is like being with a supermodel you know what i mean mm. it i want to play live i yep. want to be on stage but i also need to be able to record so that when i'm not on stage people can still listen to what we do so i always want our recordings to have that live element to them and i think that's why we just record you know we play live in the room and we record it and you know if it's got the vibe and we didn't do too many mistakes then cool we're good yep anybody can say anybody can say oh you can do all that stuff yourself you can program your own drums play your own bass do your own vocals that's great but it doesn't feel the same when you have human beings in the same room together and do these human beings always get along probably not do those human beings love each other? Hell yeah. You see what I mean? It's just a different thing altogether. And I even feel like some people, when they receive us, you know, you take it or, you take it or leave it, right? But it's like they're almost conditioned to listen to things a certain way. You know, they think about the first time you heard punk rock. It was so nasty and dirty to you. Mm -hmm. Nasty. Nasty. You know when what I mean? But, but it was real. You know, it was yep. real. Well, that's the thing. It ties into... And there's a price to pay for that, too. Though. Well, and, it, and, it, and that's where it ties into what we do mm -hmm. when we record. We're capturing the rawness that we do when we play live. You know what I'm saying? Especially when, we're, when we pick up our instruments. You know, we're... Re we're capturing what we normally do at live shows. It's not as crazy. We don't have, you know, we're not jumping around or anything, but we're playing what we do when we're playing, when we're out there on the stage, but we're just putting it out on a file. And then eventually we send that file to Kendrick and then Kendrick does his magic, which is, by the way, he's phenomenal. Check him out. And boom. You Whiskey got Bear product. Studios. Whiskey Bear. Yeah. You know, we got this product to where this is raw. You know, this is what you're going to get. You know, it's it's balls to the walls. It's in your face. That's how we do it recording-wise, and that's how we do it live. This is what makes Beauty. me excited about the i3. We get to be here. This is where we practice. This is where we create. We don't have a money meter going. We can take our time. We can make mistakes, yep. and we can learn new ideas and new, and new techniques. I feel like I'll maybe, not to speak from any other bands, but I feel like when you do do the studio experience, because that money meter's running, fights break out, egos infuse, you know what I'm saying? Well, or you're they rushed. flare up. Well, you're rushed, too, because and then you're, you're artistic and musical compromises happen. And then you have people that spend all this money that walk away and go, this is never even anything close to the child, the musical child I wanted to have. Yeah, and you know... Don't get me wrong. The people who do the studio, they do it amazingly. They Good do on it them. Well. Good on but, them. But yeah, our thing is we want to capture it live, and that's what that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to give you the yep. closest feel to what we do live. So that's what Tony was saying. No click track. You know, a I don't I don't like them. B kind of annoying. <laughs> C I don't really want to figure out the BPM to my song. I want <laughs> to play it. 
You know yeah. what I mean? And if we hear it back and we're like, oh, that's a little slow, we don't turn the dial like the fast-a-meter and make it faster. We're like, all right, put your guitar back on. Let's go in there and do another one. Can and I get then, a fast-a-meter on eBay? You know, we we go faster. Oh, and I remember the, a point I wanted to make a little bit ago. Um you were talking about, you know, how it sounds when we're all in the same room, right? It gives that feel, and, you know, that's how we can play off each other. We were just doing a recording, was it Tuesday? We were just yep. doing a recording this day. week for a new EP that we may or may not be talking about. And, um, like, on, man. the my headphones went out. Like, all of a sudden, we're at the end of the song. We just nailed it, and my headphones went out. I'm like, crap. So I'm in a booth, but I've got a window, and I can see Pete. And so I'm just – I can't hear him. We're nodding at each other. Yeah, That's what we're doing. I can't hear him, but he's just rocking out. <laughs> like, he's just going. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just going to look at him. I know how the Watch song Watch my goes. body. Yeah, and then when we, when, we, when we got out the booth, I kind of was waiting body. for them to be, like, to be like, what's your problem, dude? You were totally off at the end. But they didn't say anything, and then we listened to it, and we nailed it. And I was like, yeah, I had no headphones for the whole back half of that song. Yeah, and it scared me because I can't see what he's doing because my, where, I'm, where, I, where I'm set up. And I'm right, like, you're in the blind spot. Yeah, I'm in you the, can't I'm in, I'm in see his the blind yeah. spot. And he's got like – and Orrin has like um, some sheets that are like a doorway, kind of like, you know, when you go into like, you know, like Mystic Moon or one of those <laughs> massage <laughs> but parlor. But it's not like the beaded thing. It's just like – a giant like plastic curtain, whatever. I don't know what it is. Yeah, like sound blankets. Sound blankets. Yeah. And I'm just yeah, like, it's like that. Oh my gosh, it's, it's like scary. the mud bath place <laughs> and inv- invasion of the body. Snatchers. I can't see what he's. I can't see what he's doing. So because you know, with me and Oren, we're in the rhythm section. So it's like, oh shit, if I fuck up or if he fuck up, fucks up, it, 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 we, we're gonna have to redo this. But it was just like, luckily, I just I, somehow I just kept going, I guess, and just I was like, you know what? Let's roll with the punches, see what happens, and it just worked out. And that's that's the beauty of it. I mean, I probably should make sure I can see him some kind of way, and maybe like set up a, like a um, like a, a, a webcam in, in his drum studio, <laughs> or like a mirror on the side of your head, like a. Yeah. Next thing you know, Orange starting an yeah, OnlyFans page yeah. <laughs> behind his drum set. Credit goes to Orin, though. <laughs> credit goes to Orin because you know. I had heard from so many people, you know, you should try to do this, A, B, and C with uh, the click track. When you, when, you, when you when somebody says you should try this, you shouldn't try it. Right. <laughs> but here's my point. Credit goes to you, Orrin, because, you know, I listened to some demos the other day, and you could, I could feel that they were played to a click track. I could feel, mm-hmm. it just felt, I mean, it just felt kind of like... Um, like it felt very even and very perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and if that's what you want, that's right. fine. Yeah. But that's not our thing. And you know, truth be told, so this was a busy year for us. In February, we put out the single "Restless Deluxe" mm-hmm. um, with Stephen, our original bass player and brother. And you know, we still see him all the time. He's at work right now. Yeah, yeah but he'll working. hear he'll hear this at some point. Hi, Stephen. <laughs> and <laughs> so we put out "Restless" with him. He leaves the band. We scramble to find a new bass player. We freaking find this musical mutant. Hello! And so... (laughs) I'm literally a mutant. In the span of a year, we put out a release, we got a new bass player, and then we put out an EP. But Restless, it had a click track to it, and that was because 
we were, you know, we had a horn section, we had organ, we had piano, and they were all recording at different times. So, you know, with that, you kind of have to have a click track, something uniform for them to jump in at at a different time. Sure. But if we were all in the same room and playing it live, we wouldn't need it. Nope. We could knock it out, oh, and man. that's why I like to play live. Granted, again, I'm not knocking a click track because I think Restless sounds awesome. If you know you want to check it out, go to Spotify, Restless Deluxe. But um, four it, different it, versions. You know, yeah. Well, oh, that's another good point. So on it's the CD itself, you get home. three versions. You get Restless Deluxe. You get the original New Eyes EP version. And you get the Pete Overstreet exclusive acoustic version, which is only available exclusive. on the CD. So, Close. yeah, I've been thinking about we should probably put that on the the interweb somewhere. But regardless, yeah, so if you buy the CD from Power Step Records in the Power Shop, you can get all three versions. But if you just go to Spotify and listen to Restless Deluxe, you'll hear the awesome horn section, the awesome you know piano, the awesome organ, and that was all done to a click track because we all played at different times. And you know, again, not knocking it. I think it sounds amazing. I, I think it's a great piece of work. But you know, we also did the antonym with no click track, and I think yep. that sounds kick ass yeah. too. So and I, it's, it's just a different flavor. And I had experience with click track. You know, again, going back to the minus min, my my days as the, as the minus min drummer, it was frustrating. Yes, but I think we had to have it because. You know, they they were using, like, delay pedals and, you know, the, the delay pedals that would, you know, kind of, like, um, sort of repeat, like, you know, the tap delay or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they repeat, you know, play a constant, you know, guitar um, riff. Yeah, like loop and stuff. Yeah, the loop. That's what I was yeah. trying to say. Yeah. So, like, but, you know, that's what we were trying to do. I guess we were just trying to make it to where it's, like, it was straight. But, I mean, we sh what we should have done was just did it live like we, we we've done we've done live before like i said we were when we were at winter sound studios we've even actually tried to record some songs that ended up on one of our eps um here lies the faceless and you know we recorded it i remember at the rat wards uh which was like this old venue type living space up in phoebus uh virginia in the hampton area and you know, we're trying to set up things, you know, with curtains and this and that. You know, I remember we, we kind of did record it live, like, with all four of us as a unit. And then later lay down, you know, um, vocals and stuff. But doing it live, it's just it just feels a lot less stressful. You know what I mean? When you have the click track, it's good to have because, you know, it's, you know, keeps your timing, whatever. It, maybe, it's, it, maybe it's just like as a human or whatever, or, or in my case, a, a mutant, a multi-talented noise terrestrial. Um, it, it's a, it's a bit, of, it's, it's a challenge that naturally you'll gravitate to. It's like, oh, oh you know, I'm gonna try this out because you know our brain starts cooking, and you know you wanna, you wanna see if you're coordinated or whatnot. But with live, it's just you don't have to think about it. You just, as long as you know your part, your body takes over. Exactly. You know? let, let, let it be natural. Let it, let you know, let your body 
you know, let your fingers do the talking, you know, let your feet and hands do the talking, let your vocals do the talking, you know, let, just let everything flow out of you and just, and, and always remember what you do live, Re- recapture, kind of recapture what you do live, you know what I mean? And then you could go back and you can overdub, you know, add extra guitars or overdub a solo or bass solo or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Or even like a rototom, like <laughs> solo or something. <laughs> I can feel it calling in the air tonight. Um, completely off the subject. Like, I just saw this thing where, like, Phil Collins's son is playing all of Phil Collins's like, best drum fills and oh, stuff yeah. like that. It's very cool. You should check it out. Anyway. Yeah. What oh, I was yeah, going to say is, uh, you know, as far as the I3 is concerned, I think this is the most relaxed I've been in a studio situation. Awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah, because um, you stress yourself out. You're like, oh my god, it's got to be perfect. The red light's mm-mm, on. Oh mm-mm, my god, uh, yeah, where nope. you know the the thing the thing you guys got to know about Pete is that when he can shut his brain off, he's good. You don't have to worry about him. He's got all the all the guitar licks, all the vocal licks, all the like you know kicks and moves. He's got it. He just has licks to shut his ladies. brain off. Yeah, he might have to shut his brain off with. Uh, uh, we just lost another sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. No, we didn't. No, we just gained <laughs> we just another gained sponsor. Just gained dude, we get dude, we're we sponsored get, by Mary Jane and the Mary Jane Girls. Dude, we gained. You have a new email, dude. We get Hello. a new. We're Cannabis Corp from Canada, dude. We the get, Spirit Gun when a player. Corp? Can, what? Cannibal. <laughs> dude, we get. Dude, we gained the state of uh, Colorado. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> Yeah, you guys. Denver, here we go. Well, you know, also <laughs> we are in Virginia where, you know, in Virginia it's very weird and convoluted, yeah. but I think this is what I I know you can have up to 5 plants yourself personally and grow it and cultivate it and smoke it for yourself. But, but you can't go into a store to buy it already pre-done. It has to be gifted. Yet. Which, if you if, you, if it's going to be gifted, there's still a purchase. So, putting it out there, state of Virginia, get your act together, please. They're gonna. It's it's built into the law that eventually you'll be able to walk into the store and say, "I would like one pre-rolled joint, please," and they yeah. will give you one. But yep. we're still a few. Well, years hold away on for from a that. second. There's a couple places in Virginia Beach where you can get that. Um, they're doing it illegally under the table. Don't blow up their spot. <laughs> well, no, I'm serious. Now we're My losing sponsors. <laughs> went there yeah. in the summertime and bought a blunt that was pre-rolled, and he oh, went no. bought it, and they took it home. I think Virginia Beach has just shunned me, <laughs> and I and I went to high yeah. school out there. <laughs> but no. Um, Anyways, uh, before we got derailed on Mary Jane, <laughs> Pete was talking about recording. Go ahead. Yes. Sorry. Let's <laughs> see. Focus, people. Focus. Um. It's the most comfortable that I've ever been in because, and it's not the question of shutting your mind off, it's just the fact that it's a familiar environment and it's it's kind of homey. It's like the homiest studio that you could ever be in. And yep. plus, like Orm was saying earlier, we can still kind of see each other. Like if, if I'm not in the vocal booth or if Tony's not in the vocal booth, we can definitely do that. I don't I don't know what we would do if... You know, we were both facing this way, but like with the thing that happened on Tuesday and uh, yeah. spoiler warning. Just, uh, yeah. You know, Miraculous. the main thing, I guess, the reason why that we're bringing it up is that I'm proud to say that not only are we are a band that has a new EP that's 12, year, 12 days old, not 12 years, 
Um, but we're honoring our friend Jeff Hewitt. Yes. And we're staying busy. Yep. You know, we're not like, yeah, this like everybody's going to like it and I'm going to sit on my couch. No. Every day, the three of us are getting up in the morning and we're crushing it. We're crushing it in our own personal lives. We're crushing in our musical lives every single day. Totally. And everybody that is pushed against us, we don't hate them, but we are conquering and more than conquerors because of the fact that we get up mm-hmm. and we do this. Yep. Despite how we feel, despite if we have a headache or any of that stuff. No, we, we power through it, you know. And we're, we're a know? bunch of middle-aged dudes, you know what I mean? We're, we're like rocking it out like we're in our 20s, which is great. You know, it's invigorating. Yeah, but it's different now. Like 40 <laughs> or even 45 or 46 or whatever, it's... It's not that you're 46 of like you know 30 years ago. No, or, exactly. Yeah, you you're know? right. Yeah, we we we've we're aging differently like, than our parents have. You know, so we're we're we have a lot of youths. Um, yeah, still well, I mean, when us. when it's I'm great. when I'm 65, I still want to be on a stage with you, knuckleheads. Yeah, like, me too. That's, that's the plan. <laughs> but you know, I'll <laughs> say this: I'll quote, it, it'll be like the retirement tour. I <laughs> <laughs> quote one of my favorite singers, Jeff Buckley. He said in an interview, "It's like." You know, John Lee Hooker didn't really break out until he was, like, 46. He was just playing mm-hmm. juke joints mm-hmm. for decades, right? Yeah. yeah. But, like, he said, you know, yeah. you could have a 23-year-old write songs, but compare that to somebody that's in their 40s and their life experience and what they have to say. Yep. That's visceral as hell, man. Yeah, I mean, I can write, uh, I mean, it in theory, right? Like, you can write a hit when you're 20, but you write something real when you're 40. Yeah. You know what I mean, those are two totally different things. It's a different like, you realm. know, a hit is just like, I miss you, girl. I love you, girl. You're the best girl in the world. Woohoo. You know, like, it, you just have to rhyme girl with world, and you got to have a good beat, and you got to hit. When and you're three 40, chords. It's yep. like, Give me a it's world. Like, this girl broke my heart. My, you know, my universe has ended. My, my, my know, loved one passed away. Yeah, you know what like, I mean? A lot of loss. You go through a lot as you, and, and, as you, as you grow, as you get, as you grow older. You know, because I, you know, I went through, I went through some hard stuff even before I turned twenty. You know, I went through some loss. You know, before then, and then you know, it just kept going. But now, as you know, as you know, I'm forty-one now, and yeah, I, I'm writing material where it's like it's meaningful it's like it's the it's the actual truth where you know in your when you're 18 or whatever you're just like you know you're carefree you're just like well yeah that sounds cool sounds cool yeah yeah. but then like you really start to feel life down the road especially when you're 30s even mid-20s you know you get married you you, some some people might have a divorce like i said you know i've gone through like a lot of loss so it, it kind of gives you that that seasoned kind of field where like you're writing stuff and you and you kind of think about it too as in, in the present i was like man i wish i would have known then what i know now but you can't control that you can't control that destiny but we have to you have to go through that just to you know go just to just to gain or garner um such musicianship to i think where you, you just at the level now. like hit the nail on the head like i think the key to life but <clears throat> definitely the life of a musician mm-hmm. is just keep going yeah totally don't stop because the uh oh what's the expression or the saying i like oh uh oh um whores and architecture become respectable over time (laughs) so you know nobody remembers that when this building was built everyone thought it was ugly nobody you know it had sewage problems nobody liked it 
fast forward 40 years later, oh, look at this old building. It's yep. been here for 40 years. It's yep. great. Just keep going. Yep, exactly. Never stop. You know, always be, you know, sharp um, with your craft. Always and, and, and do it with a lot of passion because that's what I've done for the last 30 years, 30 plus years as a musician is just I can't stop and I'll never stop. And, you, and the only way you can stop me from playing music, you literally have to put me in the ground. Um, yeah, which, my base yeah, my cold which spirit come till I die. Which, good luck because I will knock you out if you try to put me in the ground. <laughs> well, kind of like what you guys were saying, you know. I mean, I'm not. I've never heard the expression "horrors and architects," but uh, architecture. Yeah, but um, with when you think of any of the great structures that you've seen throughout history, the thing that took the longest was the foundation. But mm-hmm. once that foundation is laid. Everything else becomes easier and yep. easier. Yeah, got to build it from the ground yeah. up, and it takes time. It yeah. takes time, and it's interesting when you guys were talking, and I was thinking about this the other day. You know, you've got teen angst, you got twenties angst, maybe not so much thirties angst. Thirties is like you got your house, and like, right? But you still right, have, you still have some kind of crisis. R- but I would say that there's always going to be a little tiny beeline of angst, and I think that. There's people in our generation, in our, in our age group, that um, that probably do feel some angst, and that maybe hearing something that's, you know, um, you know, whimsical is probably not what they want. You know, they want something. It doesn't mean that you can't be, you know, visceral and slightly edgy and all those things, and not, or even <clears throat> kind of like maybe a little somber sometimes, and still not be fun. I know that's a strange um balance but i do i do think that i do think that you know because um i remember when soundgarden got back together in uh, 2010 yep and my friend coy wood had said oh well their new music won't sound all that good because they just don't have that angst anymore and i don't know if i the angst never goes away Um, right but the thing is is that i think what it could tell a younger person is that hey Life isn't all bad, but life isn't always good. But here's a way to handle both sides of this. Exactly. Because the most terrifying emotion is joy, man. Because we feel like if we let ourselves have joy, that someone's going to take it from us. Let them try. Right. Because guess what? (laughs) My foot is going to be in the ass. Well, (laughs) taste of a shoe leather factory. I'm a comedian. (laughs) 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 uh, Hold on. I want to bring it back to something Pete was saying a little bit ago uh, when he was talking about Jeff. I don't know if we kind of really touched on it long form, like what the – you know, why we wrote the song about Jeff, who Jeff was, you know, all that stuff. Uh, basically, you know, the short version, but I'll let you guys elaborate. The short version is that, you know, Jeff Hewitt was uh, a dude who had, um, he had a, a, a blog called The Antonym where he would write about bands, he would write about uh, political happenings, he would write about, you know, what was happening in the city. He wanted to highlight the city. And, um, you know, he was also an awesome photographer. He was an amazing writer. He was a poet. I think he was like the president of the Poet Society of Virginia for a little bit. He, you know, he did all the stuff, but he would just, he loved music and he would give you an honest opinion. Like, you know, I've heard him tell us, you know, "Eh, you're okay. You know, you're not that great. But then when he finally wrote like an awesome review about us and, 
said, you know, we've come such a long way and that, you know, we're, you know, we're one of the best live acts in the city. And like that really meant a lot because you knew he wasn't just, uh, you know, just blowing smoke, you know. So, um, yeah, he so anyways, that's a little bit about Jeff and, you know, super cool guy. But, you know, we lost him uh, a few years ago and it it just felt weird that now like all of a sudden all his energy and momentum and stuff was gone. So, you know, I think it just helps to get it out and write the song. But what, I mean, what's you guys take? I mean, like, I I think that's like sort of like the nucleus. I think we were talking about that. The last podcast is like we, all three of us knew him in like different um, inclinations. Um, I, I knew him. You know, we you know we passed by you know, like a long time ago. Um, I used to go to this place called the Casablanca Cafe in Virginia Beach, in the Timberlake Shopping Center, and um, I think it was probably I, I've been I've kind of gone over there off and on since ninety six, ninety seven. But I was start I That's started where all the goths hung out. Right? Yeah, yeah, like all the goths, all the all the you know the li- the living dead was going out there, and. Um, I remember, like, I think it was around 99 or maybe 2000, I started going there more consistently because I was about 18 at the time. And um, and I remember watching him, you know, do poetry, you know, and what he's done for the for the community. You know, I probably haven't seen him since, like, probably, like, what, early 2000s. Um, but it's amazing that we were all able to come together as a unit and we have different experiences, but we, we knew Jeff, we knew of Jeff and what he did his impacts in the art community um and i was i'm just glad that i was a part of it to part especially part of this process with writing the antonym ep this, this or helping with the song or the structure of it um coming up with my base with my parts as the, you know um i wanted to be more i wanted to like kind of just like have this you know out of this world sound you know because that's what jeff was he was kind of like this guy that was just he was just you know beyond imagination like he was a great poet he was a great dude and you know you know um like i said i haven't seen him since the early 2000s and whatnot but you know it's just amazing how we came together um when i was first getting spirit gun going um the the one of the first bass players i had his name was julian uh we would go to this um gallery that's over in Riverview, and I can't remember the life of me, what the name of it is. It just, it totally escapes me, but people did hip-hop, people did spoken word, and, um... Oh, the the venue on 35th? No, not that place. Oh, okay. But, but he was there, too. Yeah. And he was also at Kerouac, which I did, like, a bunch of solo performances at. I actually think I got a recording of that somewhere. Um... Early renditions of Betty Page, Restless, stuff like that. Um, but he was always there every Friday, you know. And he wouldn't say much, you know. He's just kind of a wallflower. You know, he's just kind of hanging out. But he had seen, like, the lineup with Julian and Dave. He had seen the lineup with Ben and Jacob, you know. So he had seen and seen me solo. He had seen me all these years. But then he saw Oren. And I, I really wish that he could... And maybe he is seeing the three of us. Yeah, totally. In this version. But, like, you know, because he's kind of, you know, he's kind of stoic, you know. And so I was like, I didn't think he liked me. 
<laughs> yeah, I thought Saudi. Yeah, I saw yeah, I didn't. I didn't think he liked <laughs> me at first either. So when like, he wrote that review, I, 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 when he said that you know we could go toe to toe with anyone in the city, and I'm like, bro, you're gonna get some people pissed off at us, man. <laughs> you know, but I took it as like it was like a spiritual booster shot to just be like, hey guys, I'm rooting for you. Yeah. And yeah, then the day that he came over here and he, I, I made a vegan pasta for him because I asked him, what do you want to eat? I was like, can you take photos? I have no money. Oren doesn't have any money. We don't have any money. And he came over, I want to say like maybe around this time of year um, in 2020. Yeah, it was, it was 2020. It was, we were recording an EP, we were recording an album that never saw the light of day. We were still... You know, figuring out the we studio. Our oats. We, yeah. we were fi- we were yeah. you know at the time we thought it sounded awesome. We l- listened back to it now, nah, not so much. But um, <laughs> and so we had a bunch of different. You know, it was it was 2020. So you know, I think it was the first week or second week. Um, you know, we met up here every day um, at like four o'clock. We would bring in different um, photographers. Um, you know, to just snap pictures matt francis was one matt francis came out um james robinson came out that's when we recorded that podcast we actually did it here at the studio um so then the i3 um, i remember you know uh jeff came out he he took a bunch of pictures we hung out for a while you know he was talking to me about how he had just gotten his house and he was moving his parents in and you know all this stuff he was super optimistic and you know he was you know super flattering of us and you know we had pete cooked an awesome meal and then like then like i don't know three months later he was gone yeah you know it was crazy like that i don't think i really processed that till maybe like you know we were writing the song you yeah. know it just it just felt really weird but yeah i i i that was that was when I was finally like, oh, yeah, he's kind of opening up to me. Because I was looking at our old um, uh, messages on Messenger. And, like, you know, I would send him these, like, you know, big, long, you know, things. <laughs> and he would just respond, you know, like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know? Kind of like and, what you do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He was like me. I was about to but, say the uh, same yeah, thing. Yeah. So, um, I just poured my heart out to you. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, but then, uh, you know, because I had just gotten so, um, he was always wanting people to do segments for the antonym. Like, you know, he would, um, you know, he would literally go to three different shows in one night, take amazing pictures, do amazing write-ups, and by 2 a.m., all three of those were posted. Yep. You know, so he was always looking for help. So I did... um, uh, I did a couple things where I covered some bands at the Tap House, and I wrote them up, and I didn't have my own camera. I borrowed Matt Francis's camera. So, um, you know, I was I was first getting into photography, so then eventually I bought my own Canon, and, like, you know, I sent him a picture of it, and I was like, look, I got my own camera, <laughs> you know, and, like, I was really stoked, and he was just like, yeah, that one's not bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you got to think the cameras that he had. Oh yeah, he he yeah. had. I mean, he, he had, had like the stuff. freaking Maserati and, of you know, like cameras. And then eventually, you know, I noticed too, like you know, online, you know, kind of like me, he didn't really want to talk that much, but in person he would. So you know, he would give me, he gave me a lot of camera pointers, and he was really excited that you know I was excited about getting into it, and it was just, you know, it um, 
it was it was something really fun to do because it was like you know sweet i get to get into shows for free take pictures and write about it you know what's cooler than that and i get the feeling that even that day that he hung out with us um you know we sat around he left to go to a show right but think about this though we sat with him and talked about good stuff we didn't like bash a bunch of other people in the gang scene and blah blah. And he's probably used to that. Yeah. And I think it's probably a breath of fresh air for him. Yeah. And I'll, t- I'll say this much: I'm going to rip the tourniquet off. Oh, you sure you want to? Yeah, a lot of people. When Jeff died, everybody went and got a pint. We wrote a fucking song. Yeah, well, I mean, you know every, what I mean. Everybody does it their own way. Yeah, everybody's. But I mean, I think there's power in that because that's. That's an eternal thing. That's a thing that will be, you know, that's yeah, he the is best. The that's why we right, called but, it the Antonym. Right, but that exactly. is like a complete love letter to that dude, man. Yeah, it's it was, yeah. you know, I, I just remember it kept gnawing at me, um, you know, and that's when I was just like, hey, maybe we need to write a song about Jeff, you know? Well, and, I mean, the, the, the nucleus of this, Tony, was, um, Orrin just kind of goes, hey, let's write a song about Jeff. Okay. Uh, kind of make it a uh, uh, early cure, and that's where I did the yeah. Jeff's favorite band was the Cure, and so that was the nucleus. And of he that. had just seen them like a few months yeah. prior. You oh, know? wow! So yeah. that's why I was like, let's write a, a Cure song. You know, just and, in honor of him. Yeah, we're not as good as the Cure. So yeah, no, it yeah, came right. out like it came well, out. You know, but yeah, you know. I wanted to be like Spirit Gun, but I was really excited about doing the whole just vocals, bass, and drums. I, like I, it was so cool to be able to do some layering like that you know that's like really fun yeah totally and i think yeah and that's another thing like i think it's a four four minute and nine second song you know like the international law of pop hits is three minutes and 30 seconds you know so it comes in over but i think it's i think it's still entertaining enough and i think jeff would have just been like you know like oh that's cool yeah Screw it. Make yeah. it as long as you want, you know? Hey, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Pure Morning by uh, Placebo was four minutes and 12 seconds, so we're, we're not that bad off. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Friend in need. There's a friend indeed. Friends with weed are better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I just want to, um, you know, yeah, the album cover is a self-portrait Jeff took. The back cover, there's a self-portrait Jeff took. You know, I just, you know, I just want the dude's name to be out there and not be forgotten because he did a lot of you know not just for us but like every single that's band, what i'm saying man. yeah a lot of artists even yeah you know? his every, family every- his family you know like people that knew him or just his actual family members like they're they're really ha- we've made some people happy man mm-hmm. you know yeah, because so- no one's talked about their friend i know there's been like this you know, celebration of him that hasn't come to fruition because of COVID. Yeah, that was the worst. I think it's finally going to happen, though. I think there because it was supposed to happen at the Norva, um, like after his, you know, shortly after his passing. But then, you know, the um, COVID hit and it kept getting postponed mm-hmm. and postponed and postponed. So I think hopefully they're going to now be able to do it. So that'll be good for everyone to like. Yeah, I think I saw something about that recently. Yeah, to, it'll, it'll be good to just have everyone get together and like just kind of let it out because everybody's kind of been holding on to it. You know, that's why mm-hmm. I wanted to write the song because I didn't want to hold on to it anymore. I just wanted to like, you know, get it out there. Yep, totally. So, yeah, that's. Uh, but exploring some of the other songs on the EP, like 930 kind of was just 
it was kind of a like a goof in the beginning because um yeah that was you you had the riff and the lyrics right well i think you were just like hey, yeah but i kept saying what time are you going on but it's orn you know orn's really good at that it's like if you make the pot out of clay he will make the lid you know um or the handle and it kind of works like that where um i kept saying that you know what time are you going on and then he was like, let's call the song 930 because it's generally when you go that on. That answers the question. Right. <laughs> it answers the question. Duh. And we originally were going to do a thing, Tony, where it was going to be like Weezer, like the sweater song. Like, yeah, that's not, you know, like in the background. Like, I'm kind of glad that we didn't do that. Oh, I forgot all about that. Oh, oh really? no. Yeah, Looks we like we're going to do a remix. We gonna, oh, it was supposed oh, to be. Yeah, like talking all the reasons why you couldn't come to the show. Oh, in the background, that kind of thing. I'm a Scientologist now, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I. uh, Yeah, I'm totally glad we didn't do that. Excuses, excuses. Yeah, and you know what? It's the the thing is, so it's not like you know ragging on anybody who didn't come to the show. If you don't come to the show, that's great. We don't care. Well, not. it's all good if you don't come to a show. You don't hurt our feelings. Just don't tell us you're coming and make a big deal of it and not show up. That's that's what the that's what the song's about. You know what I mean? Just say honestly, you know what, dude? I you know, nine thirty's too late for me. Okay, cool. Yeah. No problem. Or at least be like honest, be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, try and come out. I'm, I'm not know. coming to this one, guys. All right, cool. No it's big free. deal. That would go. Cool. Like, we got that more shows great. coming. Yes. You know, and there's a lot of variables there. I think a lot of people they don't want to let anybody down. But, but, but then it becomes disguised as... I, I don't think... I, I think a lot of times it's it's not intentional. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, le- legit... You know, Sometimes things may come up. Yeah, you know? they couldn't get a sitter. They got yeah. called hey, into know, work. Hit my, uh, broke down. Yeah, some, you know, my femoral wow. artery ruptured. Who knows? You know, so you it's know. not... It's not like, you know, if, if you don't come to our show, that's great. We don't, you know... We're not expect you know you you don't have to come to our show if you're a true fan. No, you don't. <laughs> it's it's fine. But ju- the thing that annoyed us was we w- around that time. I think there were a lot of people who shall remain nameless were blowing up your phone, Pete, about like a show we had had, and they were like, "Oh, when are you going on? When are you going on? Can you get me in? Can you get?" And and then after all that crap, they didn't even show up. So like, why do the show? And it kind of reminds you me know? of like back in the day too, where like I would tell people like, "Hey," or pass off flyers, especially to friends, not to you know call them out or anything, but it was just like, you know, yeah, you know, I, I kind of went through that too, and then like they don't show. It's like, well, dang. I mean. I, it's understandable that you couldn't show, but like, just be just be upfront. Like, yeah. Well, that's why I don't commit to anything. <laughs> commit to anyone's shows because trust me, I want to go to everybody's show, but I go to a small percentage. A because we play out a lot, and yeah. B when we're not, you know, <laughs> we're practicing. We don't have that much free time, yeah, to go out <laughs> to shows. But like, or we got families and yeah, stuff too. You know, other like, life. I uh, want situation. to come to your show, and if you give me a flyer, I will be like, oh, that's a killer flyer. That's a killer lineup. Don't know if I'll make it out, but, you know, yeah. uh, wish you all the best. So that way, if I show up, it's like, oh, man, you came. If I didn't show up, no one's shedding a tear because no one's thinking about me. If you know anything, I mean? if there's a show I can't make or I'm a total sprocket head, you know, and I just want to sit at home, at least, you know, 
share the show on your Facebook, you know, yeah. like share the event. Oh yeah. yeah, I always I always say I'm interested on Facebook just so A, I'll remember, but B, it'll go out to everyone I know that was like, Orange just said he's interested to Bobo and the JoJo's or whatever. I love Bobo and the JoJo's. Bobo and the JoJo's are my favorite. Yeah, that they have a like really a, great death metal period. That sounds, just, like, a, so that sounds like a band that my dogs would probably listen to. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something my dad would They're huge on dog YouTube. They like dog punk. Bobo and the <laughs> That's it. We're no longer Spirit Gun. As of 2023, we are Bobo and the JoJo's. We have a lot of rebranding to do, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, um, but then, like, you know, Shorty Red is interesting because even though we started that song, Tony, I really feel like you finished it, man. You, br- you brought yeah. something to it that I wanted and didn't know how to ask for it. And what I mean that is uh, there's a the, – the, the low end that we all bring to that, it, it, it feels yeah. so – like you're driving at night in like a Cadillac on and drive. what on Virginia, on Virginia, drive. On Virginia <laughs> drive down the street, but from you're driving in an old Cadillac and it's foggy outside. Well, and, and that's, that's what it feels thing. like to me. It's kind of like living in like an old Irish yeah, town that song's or something. Had a lot of that song's had bits and pieces that have been around for a really long time. And but like, it's really exciting to see it. Yeah, I didn't know what I was going to do because that's beautiful though. I beca- well. I I don't think we I mean, we might have like jammed on it once like many months I, ago. I don't even know. I can't if remember. We did I think With that was or one? Or? I think that was one where like I think I just got a wild hair and I was like I was like hey what about Shorty Red for the EP? Yeah. And then like you were like which one's that? I've never heard of that. And then or like, maybe I you did. Know. Maybe I, I maybe I messed with. Or maybe, no, I messed with it once. Maybe yeah. And but, then but yeah, we, we were all kind of learning it again. Yeah, you know, that's what was cool about. But it. the thing was. I was like, well, I didn't, you know, I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but it was kind of like on the fly. But I was like, well, let me, well, let me, let me kind of just like sort of like put my own kind of signature funk to it. Um, But also kind of just like sort of like not so much simplify it, but like kind of like, you know, make it to where it was like even keel, streamlined, but also like have that feel like Pete was talking about where you're just. You're you're kind of reminiscent because that's what I got. It was like, um, you know, just that feeling of like you're in a car with friends, or you're just like, wa- or just walking down the street on East Little Creek uh, Road or whatever. And you're you're just kind of just like, well, you're, you're in your own mind. In your yeah, you're 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 in your own thoughts and stuff. You're just like chilling out, and you know, that's what I was trying to go for, like a good drive to where it's just like smooth. And in the beginning, it was just like chaos, but I was like. I loved it, and I was just like, okay, let me find something that's like, I want something that's just like, uh, has a statement, but not all over the place. So I was just like, boom. I I, I, I kind of mimicked what was, because you guys gave me like a bunch of the demos. So I was like, I was kind of intimidated as well, because I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to do this. But I was like, wait, well, well, like you guys said, you know, put your own marketing on it. So I, that's what I did. I just kind of just solidified what I wanted to do, and I just stuck with it and presented it with you guys, and you guys were just like, "Cool," and so it was it it just perfectly matched out, and you know I did my signature sound, which was sometimes like bar chords, you know, where it's like you have that you hear that that rumble that's like two strings going at the same time, but it's like a power chord, so to speak. So um, I had you know just doing that was just like you know I wanted to give it that element and. Um, 
that cruise control. Yeah, so it's to got speak. space. Yeah, to total, yeah. a lot of space. I would definitely concur with that, especially when you listen to some of the earlier versions. I'm like really playing too much i think like when i'm singing it and like i yeah, think, and I, think what, I was doing way too much on the drums like but, I, I i scaled those way yeah, back. yeah I, but like, i feel like the space and that it creates this sonic vacuum that it takes you to like another place i kind of coached these guys too like hey how about you, you do this part how about yeah hey, yeah you, you, you help hit, me on the chorus like yeah really, like scale it back yeah because you know as a as a you know drummer as well i was like hey let me let me you know can i share this with you can you try this you know because there's two drum sets in here and i was just kind of just like we kind of jammed sort of speak like hey try this like add a add an extra yeah. little hit on the ride or whatnot so kind of give instead of just like kind of give it more like a free form feel like fill or something like feel or something like that you know well the introduction too i think is yeah really fun because it's trickery you know yeah yeah it's it's a it's like a it's like a false door you know what i mean like <laughs> like you think it's one thing and then it's like oh wait no it's all not. of a sudden it's or it's like me on westover in 2014 oh i'm in the wrong apartment and i've gone upstairs into yeah. these people's living room yeah. Uh, yeah, they didn't know I was up there though. <laughs> I immediately left. But that's, yeah, that's um, I think, and then you know, no reverse. Basically, I that's one of my favorites because I just wanted to. When we were song. messing with it, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna use any symbols. So yeah, that's well, incredible. Like you, just the way the approach of it. Yeah, I think I said to you, can you just do stuff just on the toms? Like I wanted like this. Because like, you don't get that a lot. You no, know? but I wanted be, like this maybe a few caveman yeah. kind of thing. I was thinking, I think I watched Conan the Barbarian, and you know, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, there and I was no like, that's somebody. what I kind of, and he kind of did that. Like, yeah, it kind of reminds me of like the Cures, the Hanging Garden. But I mean, they have symbols, but it's like, you know, it's just like faint. But like this with no reverse is just no well maybe symbols at, at the end at the that's the very end i that's hit it. the symbols it's, but like it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something else, new there's no symbols yeah whatsoever. no it's it's something that nobody probably right. hasn't done maybe or maybe in a while that or or at least you don't hear on the rate on like normal radio stations you know like your your your, your mainstream uh, rock and roll or country or whatever it may be you know um well we struggled with with sticking you know committing to a guitar part because originally i wanted to kind of do a thing where it was almost like i'll just play each fret as i'm going up like it's reversing yeah because you know or you could get a reverse delay pedal or something like just well, to, just th- that would be cool with but i mean you know reverse delay pedals break down so oh wow but you know and it was too high concept i mean this yeah. is like a guttural song yeah basically like thinly veiled about you know mechanics but it's really like you know looking back on your life like, yeah nope, i move forward I going can't. forward yeah. you know so but what i and what it's such a fun we, song we had I such a it. hard time committing to like some sort of guitar part and i remember steven was just like oh that's just i i it sounds weird i i, I don't know what to do and you know but that we were like that's cool he's like and he would like shake I, like um <laughs> It, it just sounded weird to him because I'm all, you know, and he's just like, you know, he was kind of giggling, I think, a couple times because, like, um, what it reminded me of when we were doing it is it reminded me of that awesome period of, like, the jam and squeeze and Elvis Costello. Like, it kind of like I, I wanted to write a song like that, and that's what I was going for. The finished product may be different, but in my yeah. mind, because I see songs like Recipes, I'll be like, well, I, 
I want this to be like um, you know, I want this to be like a Captain Quarter Beefheart cup of pop. But yeah, it's, w- honestly, it's it's so cow as fuck. At, le- at least in my opinion. So you're saying like, like that Paisley scene from California, that sort of jangle pop stuff? No, it's like I'm, like I'm talking Souls like, or something like that. Well, maybe? I'm talking like you know, it's, it's, it, I feel like I'm in Huntington Beach sometimes. But it's or cool S- though. Or, or Segundo Beach, you know. Um, it just has that SoCal feel, uh, at least at least in my approach or how I, how my opinion. Because I mean, it, it it it's it's like you know, I feel like I'm George Hurley from the from from <laughs> the Minutemen and Firehose, where you know I got the big long Glock in front of my face, and but instead of playing drums, I'm you know I'm on the bass. I'm just what like, did he call that? The the unit? The unit? Is yeah, the unit. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, I listened to to plug our playlist. Uh, you know, part two is coming soon, but on the way, you know, while I was waiting on you guys, you know. Um, yeah, under the influence of Spirit Gun. Check yeah, it it's our playlist yeah. on Spotify. Um, that Firehose song came on that you picked, I think. Yeah, me. Yep. Yeah, that was Tony. Yep. Yeah, okay. um, and I was like, "Fuck, this kind of sounds like some shit that we do." Which one? What, what, what did I pick? Uh, um, was it? No, it was uh, Brave Captain. Yeah, but it was like all these jangly minor chords, and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, Brave Captain." That sounds like something I do. Oh yeah, I love that song. Um, I've when I first heard of uh, Firehose of the Minutemen, I I. I, I, I what drew me into him was because you know they were from San Pedro, which is where I'm originally from, San Pedro Long Long Beach, and I was just like, and I remember watching, I think, an old episode of like Headbangers Ball or something like that. I can't remember. They were on Headbangers. No, no, I'm sorry, 120 minutes. And um, and I remember hearing or watching the video to uh, Brave Captain, and I remember actually hearing it before because like I was a skateboarder back in the day too, and you know. They played that song on every freaking skate video, you know, pretty much known to mankind, especially back from like 1987 on, you know, probably. Um, but yeah, it was just that that sound, you know, that it, it kind of has. I guess No Reverse kind of has that um, sort of like uh, Brave Captain sort of sort of feel to it. You know? you know, bringing things full circle. That was another thing about punk bands in the 90s that were on all these skate videos mm-hmm. and surf oh, yeah. videos. Like, no one knew who No Effects or Pennywise were. No, uh-uh. You know, you know to, like, and all those uh, videos and even magazines, even. It doesn't really seem like we're in the age of, like, where you watch a movie and you hear a new band and you go search that band out. It's kind of like where... You watch an episode of The Boys and then play the I am the passenger. Like, how many times have you heard that song? Like, it'd be cool if we got to a place where directors or whatever or showrunners started pulling independent bands and using their music on their shows instead yeah. of just, let's just play uh, another Kate Bush song, which that's great. It's great to see somebody's career, like, take a upturn after decades and their song that they did almost 40 years ago becomes like you know hot again and that's great but i mean you think about the you know the soundtracks of the 90s or even the 80s like like there's there's still good stuff out there but just like with anything else you got to dig it's not it's not as easy as as it used to be you know hear me out on this what i'm talking about here's a good example the crow the crow had an excellent soundtrack right like this new crow coming out is it going to have that are they going to you know is it just going to be theatrical well it just depends on the time you you got to remember too that the if it's if it's a new crow uh movie it's it's a different time now this is you know the 21st century it's a different time because you know what the crow soundtrack was it was a tribute to brandon lee no it was it was just a promotional item 
music but those were was, bands that he liked though. Music was way bigger back then, and you could mm-hmm. sell a movie. You could get more people to come out and see your movie if you had a cool soundtrack. Mm. That was just part of it. Judgment right now, night. you know, n- no one. <laughs> the problem is, I don't want to say the problem, and I'm not going to be like, you know, I'm back in my day, but it's get off th- my lawn. The 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 issue with the internet and too much choice is you have too much choice. So it kind of goes from like you know, you used to have three networks and then you had cable. So it was easier to make it big on cable, but less people would see you. So the more outlets there are, the less of an audience there is. So now, you know, everyone's got their fa- their favorite TikToker, Instagrammer, YouTuber, and they usually don't cross-pollinate. They're usually not hawking new music or bands. So you if you put out a killer soundtrack, it's not going to drive more people to your movie, so why bother? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, is. you know, why why wait for them? Like, write a script. Let's make our own movie and write our own soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't need to wait for anybody to do anything. If no. that's what we want to do, we just do it's it. It's DIY like a mug, man. Like, well, it's, you know, and, yeah, just because, like, what... Okay, I mean, the is what we have. Yeah, you what know? else are you going to do? Technology. We, I mean, we you literally... Tony owns an iPhone. He literally has a movie studio in his pocket. Yeah. Like, you can put a lens on an iPhone and shoot a movie. You know what I mean? You can probably edit it on your phone, too. You can make yeah. videos. You know? Yeah, you can make videos. On, yeah, you can make a video on your cell phone or even your iPad or whatever. You know, you can make a music video, let alone just you know you could just you could add your music you can edit it you can chop up stuff i mean there's all these apps that you could do and you know you don't have to rely on uh anton corbin or whatever one of those music direct uh, uh video directors or whatever you know you got you can be that uh video director in your own home or in your backyard or you can shoot videos in your town um or in the middle of the freaking woods for all i know you know the technology is there you know it's just yeah, so that, that's the you know that's the give and take of it. It's everyone has access to it now, but everyone has access, and there's a million distribution channels. Yep. So how are you going to get eyes on it? Yep. That's the that's the trick nowadays. Yep. But you know, I think you know if you get enough reviews in Brazil, you'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But uh, I the, think so. Oh wow, we're at an hour and forty minutes. That's a lot. But we're uh, gonna try to go to two hours. Uh, or oh, you know what? Then let's leave with this. So um, Tony and I were talking before we turned the recorder on, and we realized it's coming up on our anniversary. <laughs> so it's Tony joined us about this time last year. Yeah. So yep. You know, I think in a year we got a lot done. We have um, got a tremendous. You know, amount. We had a lot of fun too. Yeah. Great shows. We together. had some awesome shows. Not only did you know, we get a bass player up to speed in like a month, which, you know, is a testament to him. And this was the day that a year ago that they threw the kitchen sink at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Tony, we, we we had a drive that had like, I don't know, 25 songs on it. And we were like, just learn four. So, you know, um, every other bass player You're we brought right. in maybe learned one or two. And then we had to like coach them through it and blah, blah, blah. So, like. Tony's like, yeah, I got my four. And 
they were the four I would have never thought anybody would pick because they were like they had weird time signatures and they, but I was like all right let's do them <laughs> so he nailed those and then you know Pete being overly excited was like what about this one what about this one what about this one what about this one and then like tony was like uh okay i kind of heard that one what it's in it's in g okay and then we played it and yeah like uh, you know so by the time we were done i was like holy crap we have enough for dude. yeah we have enough for a freaking set yeah. and uh our first yeah uh, and this is just the first time we played yeah and i was just really nervous but i was just so glad that you know a year here i here i am a year later with these with these dudes and uh we just released the antonym and um we've had so many shows we got like i said like we just announced um uh, the next show which is our first show in five months um oh know. and uh this just broke we're nominated for a veer music award so yes. um for best punk garage or garage punk alternative garage, garage punk. punk yeah garage okay. punk yeah, yeah so Voting starts for that January 7th. So yep. if you're hearing this and it's still in the window, go to veermag.com and yes. vote for us. Help, but, help us out. Vote, yeah. vote but anyway, for us. Sorry, not to cut you off. But, but no, yeah, no, you're good. You're, you're good. Um, yeah, vote for us. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, happy one year. Toneversary. Toneversary. From Tony, Tony, Tony. Wow. <laughs> it's our Toneversary. I just want to close out with this. I know I said earlier uh, that this the I three is a place of comfort to be in a comfortable environment, but that does not negate the hard work that is done in sure. here. You know, um, they say that the the drug of comfort is worse than alcohol and drugs itself, and uh, that definitely does not go down here in the I three. Yeah. Um, and should we? tell them where i3 comes from or maybe save that for another time um i think you should oh. tell them man because it's well i'm don't leave them waiting. i'm a 76ers fan and you know alan iverson was, <laughs> no, he he was known as i3 because yeah. that was his number but yeah. and i am a 76ers fan but um the area in which the the house is at where the studio exists was zoned i3 which is uh industrial like this area isn't a residential area. It's an industrial area. So this house is a non-conforming use. So I like the term non-conforming use, but it doesn't really have a good ring to it. So I was like, I-3, that's, that's a lot, that's better. So yeah, we're, we're an industrial, we're a house in an industrial area. And that kind of, I don't know, that kind of is sort of a metaphor for the band, maybe? I mean, we're, we're our thing we're the house and the industrial area is, you know, the rest of the world that may not be, you know, wanting to hear us, but you know, we, we kind of sneak in there. So yeah. yeah. And I want to finish with this. Um, um, uh, just want to pay tribute to my, uh, my uncle, my uncle Guy Grissom, um, from Canada. He was a musician. Uh, he recently just passed away, uh, this past Tuesday. He was my, uh, aunt Juan B's, um, husband. Um, some prayers to her. Um, she's trying to figure things out. She's she's up near like uh, Toronto area, um, but uh, my uncle Guy was like I said, he was a musician along with my my aunt. Um, I think they toured or they know the band Alabama, and they were in. I think they were in like a um, a John Cougar Mellencamp uh, cover cover project back like a long long time ago but he's but uh he passed away from cancer but i just want to give a tribute since he is a fellow musician um and i hope that he hears to the 
the airwaves. He is my uncle. He he was like, I don't know. If, you, you don't have to call me uncle. I was like, no, you're my uncle. I mean, if you yeah, that's it, how it works. You, you know, married I mean, your aunt, he's I your mean uncle. if you if you join the circus, you're part of the freak show. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is our family. So um, a shout out to him and many others that are many other artists that have um, flew the coop, um, passed away. Um, not from the coop, but you know, you know what I mean. But uh, that are in heaven or on the other side, and we thank them. We thank him, Uncle Guy, for what he's done in the music world, even in, Can- in the country of Canada. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, that's and that's the beauty of, you know, being a musician or an artist is you can leave something behind. Yep, you know, totally. He's left a body of work, and yeah. hopefully, you know, one day we will too. Yeah. You know, legacies was counts. Um, legacies what counts. That for sure. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I guess we're ending it. So, yeah. Um, One more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, to those of you listening, you're trying to do the new year, new you. Just slow down, man. Just one thing at a time. You know, we're always going to have our stuff, right? That we got to constantly work on. But I know that we can all get burnt out by February trying to improve everything. And uh, just yeah, much encouragement. Yeah, just. And just, just much encouragement to those present. starting new projects or pursuing it. Don't give up. And the people that are there with you, man, they're rooting for you. Root for them, too. Root back. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, basically, yeah, I mean, keep it positive. Uh, Pete's sentiments are right on. And, um, oh, uh, credits. Uh, I guess you would have heard um, – uh, our cool new intro song that was done by the Noise Terrestrial, who happens to be Tony. Hello. And um, <laughs> so I'm that's, mutant. that's our cool new theme song. And it's funny how, you know, Tony will. So I was just I just put in our group chat like, hey, do one of you guys want to come up with like a theme song for the podcast? And like, you know, Tony was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And then he like comes in the next practice with his iPod or iPad and like plugs it in. He's like, yeah, I got like, I made a demo and it's got like drums and bass and guitar. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't think that's a demo. I think that's our new intro. Yeah. So. I've, I've, I've actually done intro music for my wife's podcast as well. So yeah. Listen to your wife's name? podcast, yeah. Tony. Um, she just changed it to, give me one second. Because it used to be um, the Soul Purpose Shaman, um, but she just changed it. Gosh, um, it's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll edit this so it doesn't sound as much of a gap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like, hold on, let me go on. Let me go on. Uh, let's see here. Where is her? P- no, no. Oh, to find a. Oh my gosh. Well, while he's looking for that. Just um, yeah. Just remember, um, you know, we're playing February twenty fifth at Scandals. If you want to vote for us for the Veer Magazine um, awards, you can do that at veermag.com. Um, well, what day is that event, sorry. sir? Uh, it's in February. It's a Sunday, maybe so- February fifth. I'm sorry. Uh, business it's Vanguard, right? Yes, Vanguard and Hanson. Yes, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry. Um, business Energetics with Holly Burgess. 
there you go. So that's that's <laughs> the podcast to check out. Yes. And if you hear any awesome music, it most likely came from the Noise Terrestrial. Yep. So um, yeah, so we've got we've got our shows. We've got the Antonym EP. Uh, you can pick a copy up from us. You can go to the uh, Power Step Records Power Shop. Just um, an awesome place. Com. Yes. What's that? An awesome place. Yes. And um, you can also get it from our website. Um, and just yeah, keep an eye out for us on the socials and um, hit us up. You know, message yep, us totally. If, if you hear this podcast and you think we're full of crap, let us know. If you if we made a good point, let us know. If, yeah. You know, you think uh, Tony sexy? Let us know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just, sexy and I know. <laughs> just you know, um, you know, hit us up. We'd like to hear from you guys. Um, if you have topics <laughs> for our, the next show, you know, send it in. Let yeah. us know. Uh, we might start doing guests. Um, we have some further down the road. We yeah. have some pretty cool friends that have expressed interest in being yep. here. Maybe we'll have Doctor Madblood on here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome. We get all the doctors: Demento, Madblood. <laughs> It'll just be Doctor Talk. Hook, but um, Doctor Hook, <laughs> Doctor Hook, <laughs> Doctor John. Hello, welcome Dr. to the Shoals. Doctor Teeth. <laughs> Doctor Doom is here today. <laughs> so, top five um, favorite bands. Oh yeah, so God. we'll, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll do these about for a once doctor. a month. Uh, we'll have another one coming out, um, you know, in February, probably around the time of our show. And I think, think we've done good. Yes. We can end it. Later, dudes and dudettes. Cool. See ya. Bye.